I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Uh, Seagulls, Tigers, we'll just quickly get through this, guys, because obviously it doesn't have impact. Um, look, really, really good for Manly. I guess the biggest concern is, is they're almost playing into their own trope of when the game, nothing's on the line and you're playing teams at the bottom of the table, you just kill it. Um, so, yeah, really, really good. I'm sure it's, a, it's great to finish on the end of the, the season like this. Look, I understand he was playing Bulldogs and Tigers, but I do think there's a bit of merit into going, hey, cooler with a full preseason at fullback. Maybe. Tommy Trevojevic at centre. Just, just to get his legs under him and then eventually maybe put him back there. I know it was a peck that he did playing and he was playing centre, but it's just like trying to put him in situations where decreasing the chances of injury. I understand that it was a peck last time, but it's like... Maybe you just put him at centre for the first month of rugby league. You train. We know Tommy can go back there and absolutely kill it. But the way Cooler's been playing, it's like, Jesus, imagine him a whole preseason at fullback. I sat there on the weekend and I watched AJ Brimson play centre and I thought, my God, what a waste this is. Mm. And then you watch Cola play fullback and you go, what a waste it mm. is, him yeah. sitting out at right centre. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a roaming role. We said last week, Kempi. <laughs> I don't know if Cole is the sort of guy to bring himself out of that corridor and roam around the field, but I think if not, you've got to have certain plays or certain sets that are designed to bring Cole into He's got to be brought in. You know what? After the last two weeks and how much fun Cole would have had at fullback and just carving up at NRL level going, I am like the best bloke on the field, not far off it, Surely he's just got a taste of I'm not sitting out there there all next year. I'm coming so. in. I don't know five. if he's like that. I really don't. He's I reckon so he's humble. so humble that yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if he still does sit out there. But that's where Seebs would go. Seebs has got him, mate. Yeah. You get in a moment. Yeah. And he's got the perfect person to teach him how to do it. Tom Trebojevic. Yeah. He's yeah. the best roaming centre I've ever seen. Yeah. I think he like half invented that role as far in Origin. As far as I'm concerned, as a player. He can sit there and talk to Tommy, how do you do it? Where did you initiate yourself, uh, implement yourself into the game as a centre, sliding and, and going across the field? So mm. that manly side next season with Cole roaming at centre, that's frightening. Brooksy at six as well. So, like, it's just hard with manly because you go, every year you're like, all right, they're going to challenge. And then 
they're there or thereabouts and they fly under the radar. Like not a lot of people go, what the hell? They didn't even make the eight. They're sitting 11th. And you but go, they never go bad enough to criticise exactly. too heavily. They just float. They yeah. just float in. You go, oh, okay, I guess. I guess it's okay. But they're basically finishing same position as they did last year. And last year they had that huge drama. Yeah. So it's like, that's not good. That's not good at all. Yeah. What, what, what's the highest Manly got to this year on the ladder? Like, were they ever? Eighth, I think. Eighth, yeah. Seventh or eighth, maybe. Oh, I think at the start of the year they like had two wins, so they would have been like, up the top, yeah. But start of year, obviously. But even like you, you, we sit there and we're laughing at the preseason predictions about with and without Tommy. Well, they finish three points outside the eight. I think if Tommy stays fit, they do make the eight. Like he just has that big. I impact know, but on I just, I just think as a club, they've got to move past this. Like with Tommy, yeah, they, they can't have the, the reliance on yeah. it because it's cost them finals, cup seasons in a row. It's like three years yeah. in a row now. Well, yeah. well, you kind of felt like they had last year. Jersey Gate hit. Yeah. They were flying until that yeah. moment. Mm. So at the start of the year, after round eight, they'd had four wins, a draw, and a bye, and they were sitting fourth. That's as high as they got. They they lost the next next few, and then they made the fight. They were in the top eight one more time after round thirteen, and that's it. Yeah, and and they, so, fi- they finished eleven wins, a draw, twelve losses. So it's not bad. That's it's what not, I mean. It's, it's not like, good enough. It's not like it's not disaster yeah. where you go changes, blah, blah. but it's also like you know with everything that happened last year. Mm. To, to think that they're still in that same position, essentially in the same position. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to... And then, but then you look at the positives and you go, guys like Ola Kawatu, guys like DC had arguably the best year of his bloody career individually. Guys like Kola. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, they're such an interesting team to kind of analyse. And even still then, pardon me, wanted to say, yeah, but Turbo did get injured. Mm, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, like it, and there's no hiding behind that. $1.1 million of the salary cap was not on the rugby league field. So that is a fact, and you can't. Yeah. And you have to also admit, if he was playing, they probably squeeze into the eight. So I don't know. I don't. Fuck, fuck if I know. <laughs> um, Tigers, not much to say. Not much to say at all, to be honest. Uh, Roosters versus Rabbitohs, or Rabbitohs versus Roosters. Roosters get the job done. Roosters defeat the Rabbitohs, twenty-six to twelve. Uh, look, I, to be honest, I. I tipped the Roosters. I thought it would play out exactly the way it did. You know, Rabbitohs hung in there in the first half. Then maybe for 10 or so minutes of the second half, they had a lot of the ball, but then they just faded away towards the end. Uh, If you didn't need more evidence, clearly the environment there is just nowhere near where it needs to be. And I don't mean that their players are off each other um, because I don't think that's the case at all. But I do think the environment that's been created above them is not anywhere near as good as it should be. I cannot believe we're at finals week one and the Roosters are in finals and the Rabbitohs are. I know. It's you consider insane. how this season went. And even in this game, like the Roosters were without JWH, Manu and Toops as well. Mm. It's cra- And like, oh, I tipped them as well. But just to think how this season has played out for both clubs, I cannot believe it. The Roosters. <laughs> You've got to give Trent Robinson raps, you know, there was halfway through the season, I'm like, he just needs a full reset. I think that it's just not working. They don't seem to be reacting to Robert Robbo, they, you know, the way that we know they can. And somehow, some way, he just pulls the boys together to just fight tooth and nail to get into the eight. It is astounding. 
And it's a reminder that although they're nowhere near where we expect them to be, and look, they could still win a comp from here, but let, let's just assume we're just taking it off face value of where their season has ended. They're nowhere near where they should be. And I'm sure Robbo is the first person to say there's areas they can improve. But you have to give credit where credit is due. There are not many coaches in the competition that could have somehow, some way made the eight. After round 22, they were sitting in 14th place. <laughs> That's wild. Four, four or five weeks later, they're in the eight playing finals footy. Jesus. And probably the team you want to avoid. Yeah, because you just don't know. Like, do they get better next week and then the better the next week after? And then by the time they hit the grand final, are they the team that we thought they were going to be in round one? You don't know. Massive, massive raps for Robbo. And a congratulations for him to once again showing that this clamour club has a gritty underbelly that doesn't get appreciated enough. They are a tough, tough footy side and a tough, ruthless side that even if things are just going so bad, like disaster year, losing assistant coaches, their key player struggling for form, struggling in origin, um, Sam Walker getting dropped the whole year. I mean, talk about a, a juggling act by Robbo. He makes the call to drop Walker earlier in the year. Walker goes back to reserve grade, injures himself. That is good coaching to bring him back in and have Walker firing and confident. Mm. How often would you see a young seven come back in and not be confident, not be firing? And we're, and we're so critical of like how good Drew Hutchinson had been and he got mm. them a few wins on the board. You know, this Rooster side are finally starting. Click and Drew was a big part of that. And Robbo said, nah, Sammy Walker's my boy. Despite that combination with Kiri just not coming along at all, mm. he backed him in 100% and he was – you know, he was the best player on the field on the weekend. and just, So good. And he's also the X factor that if they are going to do any damage in the finals. So to make that call and go, sorry, Drew, you've been great, but Huge call. Sammy's the man, it's paid off. So, mm. you know, for Roosters fans out there, as you know, they could go on a run because they've got the side to do it. But hopefully for them, if they do get dusted this week and they're out, it doesn't sort of pave over the cracks in what has happened this season. Because a win in week one, uh, sorry, a loss in week one of the finals, but they've made it. Maybe it does. Mm. So it, it's it's going to be really interesting having a conversation, summing up the Rooster season, whether that's in a week, whether that's in a mm. month, because well, really hasn't know what to make of it. I do think, I do think that although you know, just gave Robbo massive, massive raps. Like <clears throat> what he's been able to turn them around, it's been amazing. But it has become a pattern where they're dropping way too many games early and then hitting mm. form too late. And I just don't think that works anymore. I, I really don't. Oh, they did it in 2018, 19, not as much. Uh, it just hasn't worked for five years. I think that does need to change. That's what I mean. Like, things still need to change. Yeah, for sure. Regardless if they win week one, even week two of finals. I, I mean, I guess if they sort of get to a prelim sort of thing, you start saying, oh, you trust his system. They got there. Yeah. But by B's dick, they did. Yeah. So it's like, I'm just interested to see how it pans out because there's been a lot of things wrong and I still think they need changes at the club. But maybe it's not as dramatic as we were saying a month ago. Isn't it wild when you think about it? The Knights have won one more game than the Roosters this year. God. And look at the Newcastle Knights. Yeah. They're like... They've won nine games in a row and they've still only won one more game than the Chooks this year. It's just so strange. It's so strange, the Roosters' season. Um, but he does deserve massive raps. I, I, I just... It's amazing. The, the, the fight that they've shown, the grit they've shown, everyone against them, everyone bagging them, saying they're done and, mate... Ten rounds ago, they were done for me. Oh. That game against – I thought the Broncos game, I thought that was their last dying gasp where they came mm. out, they bashed the Broncos side and the Broncos side said, nah, we're still going to win by you know 20 or whatever. They just regathered somehow, some way 
and made it. In the, it's incredible. Robbo deserves a rap. The whole roster deserves a massive rap. Um, I want to give a shout-out to my boy, Terrell May. Hasn't he been outstanding? And doesn't it give you really, really good signs for life, life after Hargreaves if he does retire after next year, that a guy like Terrell May can step up in a derby game with the season on the line and play one of his best games he's played all year. Like, that's great signs. Yeah, and they needed a front row forward to stand Absolutely. up. Absolutely. They've put a few years into um, Fletcher Baker. He's obviously going to the Brisbane Broncos. But, yeah, Terrell May. And you know I love about May as a front row forward, similar to JWH. We probably haven't seen it enough yet, but kempy has got some motherfucker in him. Oh, fucking oath he does. He's just – he's got some prick in him, which I can I, – I think it's going to be really, really good for the Chooks moving forward. Yeah, I think that – by next year, it'll be. I'll be surprised unless he's genuinely just put as an impact player, and that's his role that he plays. I'll be surprised if he's in one of the him and Lindsay Collins aren't starting. Well, I mean, they've signed Spencer Lenu for next year, who's I think the best impact player in rugby league at the moment. Mm. So, I, I, I that Spencer Lenu signing is just so strange for me because I just came like, out of the blue. It doesn't yeah. seem to fit. It's odd. Yeah, like and also the amount of money yeah. for an impact player off the bench, and also it it seems to lean heavily into Robbo's real, I guess, desire to get fast play the balls, super explosive people through the middle. Like, you're, obviously, you sign Cheese, you've got Joey, you've got Teddy, now you've got Spencer Lino. I just can't see Spencer becoming a starting front rower that plays 60 minutes. I mean, maybe he can. Like, we, we haven't seen it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just haven't seen it. I'll harp on it every day of the week, but, geez, if Jake Turpin is, for whatever reason, the starting hooker there next year and you've got Cheese and Spencer Lino as oh, forwards... fuck. Shut the gate, it's over. Oh, my God. Those two coming on going skits? Yep. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Terrell May, I thought he was outstanding. Got through 51 minutes. Lindsay Collins, 58 minutes. That's a bloody good knock from both the big fellas. Another shout-out I want to give, Victor Adley. Like, I know he's not playing, like, the best Victor Adley that we've seen, but I've, I've been really impressed by just how he's carried himself. You know, there's, there was a few times where scuffles could have happened and he could have lost his mind. And I know that that's a low bar. I get it. I understand it. But, look, you've got to work with what, with what you've got to work with. And I think he's just been really good and solid the last couple of weeks, um, just getting through his work. Like, on the weekend, he had 12 runs, 130 metres, two tackle breaks, 40 tackles. Like that's, a, that's a fair knock. Played the full 80, too. Yeah. Very good knock. Um, and who, who stood out for you, boys? Mate, I sort of think you've covered most of them, to be honest with you. Oh, um, I, I loved... I love the battle between Sammy Walker and, and Cody Walker. And mm. there was an article, uh, Sydney Morning Herald, during the week, and it was Sammy Walker saying how every time he plays the Rabbits, that Cody Walker targets him and pesters him and tries to belt him. And it was a real, like, it just had us a bit of a sense of ushering in of the new era of, of these flashy 5-8s in the competition at these rival clubs and... Just a bit of a change of the guard for me. And this isn't to say Cody Walker's by any means done. And this isn't to say that Sammy Walker's far, a long way from being the complete pitcher as a 5'8". But Sammy scored that try, laid off a, a kick deflection. And at the end of it, he gave Cody a bit of a nudge and it was sort of into him a bit. I'm just going, like, I love that from, from little Sammy Walker, who doesn't seem to have a lot of, like, fire and anger in him. And that's mm. fine. He doesn't have to. But, like, there was a little bit of something personal there going, mate, I've got you in this one. There was a lot of Alfie in that. <clears throat> Yeah, the sort of shit that Lange yeah. used to do. Because it wasn't um, even Cody that did anything. It was uh, Cam that came over yeah. and tackled him. And Cam didn't even do anything either. He yeah. just tackled him. And Cry- Crichton burnt up a little bit. Yeah. I, uh, I thought one matchup that I, that I well, enjoyed, Billy Smith uh, going head-to-head with Campbell Graham. Oh, I broke my heart. It, uh, it made me happy, but also broke my heart. Yeah, Because I love Campbell. I love Campbell Graham, but 
Jeez, the, the drop off towards the back end oh, of the season. Well, his sternum's fucked. Yeah, well, it has to be something. So, yeah, but I've, I've heard people say that he like at some points he can barely breathe. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Jesus so he's, Christ. He's been getting needled for Maddie. You'd know about this too, don't you? For how long now? Since, since Origin. Since the start of Origin. And coincidentally, that's when South started to drop off. Yeah. And he was the best. He, he could have been in the top five players in the comp before round 11. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure, again, you know, not facts, but like he gets needled before the game yeah. and at halftime as well. So, you know what? I think I think it's even before before that. That's when it, when it came out, the around Origin time. But he's mm. been working on it. So, it's basically been all year for Campbell. So, he's so played this long. whole season with a cracked sternum. It was him too that Marty Amos put his knee through his chest too, wasn't yep. it? Good God. Yeah, but uh, Billy Smith, mate, was the positive I was getting to <laughs> with all that. Went the long way. Sorry, the downer, bro. Um, so good to see Billy Smith have that yep. moment. Uh, you know, you, I've spoken about it before, the Roosters, you know, when they're talking to all their junior grades and Matts and SG Ball, Billy Smith has always used as the example of no matter what happens, if you're doing the right thing every single week, putting your best foot forward, we will take care of you. Mm. Uh, Robbo loves him, and it's good to see him finally starting to get some, some good results, Billy. Mm. And, uh, again, imagine him with another full season under his yep. belt, if he can stay injury-free. Um, you know, he came back, he played really well, had a few shockers. And then he's found his way back into some really, really good form. And it's going to – he is, you know, that, that almost stereotypical gun centre of rangy, tall, explosive, very hard to handle. Uh, so – and also what I love about it is is Campbell Graham and him, they're such similar body shapes. So mm. imagine like the next five to six years of battles of Roosters versus Rabbitohs are going to be. Oh, exactly right. And you have a look at Billy now. My biggest criticism is that right now defensively there are some issues there. Mm. Campbell Graham was exactly the same at game 25, and that's where Billy Smith's at. He's only played 26 games of first yeah. grade. Probably eight of them have been injury-affected where he hasn't played big minutes in as well. So just be patient with Billy. He will get there, and, and when he does, like the Roosters are going to have a strike centre that they're probably paying, 250k. Be, be patient, Billy fans. Be, yeah. Billy fans, be patient. Because <laughs> some of you are getting really impatient. You need to be patient. Gary's uh, had enough of it. <laughs> uh, quickly with the Rabbitohs. Um, yeah, disaster year. Uh, isn't it funny that one position, so like Roosters came in way higher favourites than Rabbitohs to win the comp, but we're speaking more about the Rabbitohs as disaster year and the Roosters going, wow, incredible turnaround. Mm. Um, but there's, there's no way to slice it. Yes, they missed a lot of their front row for a while. I don't think they were bad by any stretch against the Roosters, um, but it was just a really good example of it doesn't matter how good you are, it's not just going to click for you. It, you've got to build back into it, especially at this part of the season. Um, if it was going to, I felt if it was going to click for the Rabbitohs, it was going to click three or four weeks ago when they're under the pump, like not, not tonight, uh, on the night. Um, funnily enough, I actually thought Cook, Walker um, played really, really good footy. Like I thought they played some really good footy and did everything they could to give their team an opportunity to, to win the game. And who knows if, if when Cody Walker threw that ball, if the centre had have caught it instead of letting it go, it might have been a completely different situation. Um, yeah, boys, Rabbitohs. Uh, mate, I look back to Magic Round when we were at the Caxton having a few <laughs> years. A certain individual was asking everyone in the room, who's going to beat us? Mate, the answer is everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's beating us in. <laughs> Um, and look, in Rabbitohs, you know, defence, they did lose Taff after 18 minutes. Uh, they also lost – who they – they lost someone else as well, didn't they? 
Taff was a big loss, though, because it changed so much. Davey Mowali only played 13 minutes. Cheekham had to move out to centre. and or Was it Talis Duncan? One of them. So anyway, they lost two players, I'm pretty sure. <coughs> but, yeah, Cheekham had to move out to centre and then had uh, AJ at fullback. Like, the, the worrying thing about the Rabbitohs compared to, say, the Roosters is we were looking at the Roosters going, I just the, the style of play isn't working and – but it doesn't sound like there's massive dramas going on behind the scenes. Whereas the problem with the Rabbitohs is, is that the worry is heading into next year that issues may you know, rear their ugly heads again. Uh, so I think there's going to have to be a real coming to kind of like almost a reset button with everyone. Everyone that has issues, doesn't have issues. There's to be an honesty session. Get it out of your systems. Everyone has to agree, guys. Everyone said it. Is everyone happy? Is everyone on board? If they are, let's move forward. Because if they go into next preseason with the little cracks in their armour, if things get tough, it'll obviously show itself. Yeah, it's, it's hard to comment on, to be honest with you, because you, it's just so many rumours flying around. Mm. Everyone's got their own agendas. and people that, are That's taking... the thing. Like, every, like, there's clearly something going on. Yep, yep. So, so everyone, it doesn't, I'm not saying that like Cam Murray needs to go to Latrell Mitchell and say, because I don't think the players have an issue, but the senior playing group needs to be honest with the coaching staff and the coaching staff and the admin need to be honest with the coaching staff and the playing group. Everyone needs to be on board coming into next year. They can't afford to head into 2024 with little cracks. I've learned so much, Kempi, the, the last 18 months about football and the impact of the off-field on the on-field. Mm. And, and probably as I was sort of, I'm learning so much about the game every single week we do this podcast mm. and everything I listen to and read and hear from the experts. And I just cannot believe how much a bit of disharmony off the field can, can unseat a team on field. I think probably, you know, two years ago I'd been sitting there going, all right, you know, even if you're a bit of a basket off the field, they're all professionals. They get out there on game day, they'll get a job done. They all want to win a comp. Mm. It couldn't be any further from it. And yeah. like... We now have countless examples of it across the last two seasons, mainly with Jersey Gate, mm. Dragons with Barbecue Gate, the Bunnies this season. With Broncos three years ago. The, the, Broncos the, the, last year. Broncos last year mm. went from top four to out of the top eight. The Bunnies are now the pin-up example of that. As you said, there might not be anything dramatic going on internally, but there's disharmony there somewhere. There's leaks getting out. There's player blow-ups. There's all sorts of things. Like you said, it might not be anything major, mm. but it's enough to take the bunnies from first after round 11 to outside the top eight going forward in the future, anytime we're doing our predictions and looking at clubs and you're doing your tips and all that, these sorts of things, the second this bit of disharmony and the headlines start coming out, I'm just going to go, all right. Look, I, I, I kept faith in the bunnies mm. up until last week. I thought, you know what? This is such good footy side. They can turn it. They can turn it. They couldn't. Yeah. They didn't get close to turning it. Yeah. And they had two weeks to prepare off a buy too. Yeah. And it was the noisiest buy round, I think, of all time. Yeah, yeah. And so you're right, Timmy. Like, it's in the playing group, it's probably nothing. Like, between the players. But the problem is, is that the connection between the, the coach, the senior playing group, and the rest of the players, and then the admin as well, like, everyone needs to be on the same page. If there are certain – like, the fact that this much stuff was getting leaked means that there are certain people within the club – that believes different decisions should be happening. Terry, I think it'd be awesome. It'd never happen, but it'd be cool. All those clubs I just mentioned, from those teams in the back end of that, those years when they all fell apart, just get one player from each team, get them on a panel and just say, 
what changed? Yeah, not not like a point fingers at people yeah. and what this and that, but like what changed that led to that downfall? And just mm. get their opinions and get the first hand like account of how things unfolded because I find it so fascinating. Yeah, I will. You know, the good thing though for the Rabbitohs are, if you ever needed motivation to be great, this is it. Like, look what the Broncos have done from year to year. They fall yeah. out of the eight. Everyone absolutely pizzles them. You know, the coach is under pressure. I mean, Kevy was. We were at the start of the year. We were saying, "Look, I don't know if they should re-sign Kevy now. They should wait mm. to see how the players play." And now you're going, "Mate, Kevy, if you had him as coach of the year, Dalian coach of the year, I'd go with it. I'd go with it." Now, I, I think Andrew Webster, Andrew Webster, should just pip him, but he's been one of the best coaches of the year. Um, and so, with the Rabbitohs, if you needed something to like galvanize the boys when you're sitting in the preseason, you're in the depths of hell. And to remember back when everyone was talking shit, everyone was on your back, you know, this is it. This is really it. And then you bring in Jackie White into the side, you know, you get your front row rotation back in the side. That's a scary rabbit side with a point to prove. Um, Lockie Elias, you know, coming back even more hungry to be better than he was this year. So, you know, an, uh, a motivated Latrell Mitchell is a scary lot, yeah. probably the most scary player in the competition. Uh, so let's hope that they do have you know a, come, a really honest moment uh, with each other because um, they have the squad. They have the squad, and that, that's the thing that I find so disappointing. And I'm interested to hear Maddie's take on it. Like I was looking at the Rabbitohs ten weeks ago, going, "Geez, they've got Walker, they've got Cook, the two older guys. They've got Latrell, the superstar, but then they've also got guys like Colin and Tungy, Campbell Graham, who are stars, but you're not paying them." superstar wages just mm. yet. They're in a real sweet spot with Jack Whiten arriving, who they probably didn't need Jack Whiten. Mm. I, don't, I don't think I look at their squad and go, geez, they're short, a really yeah. good 5'8 or a centre. It was just cream on top. And mm. I, for me, when, when Jack Whiten signed, I went, okay, I love this. South Senior going all in on this two-year window mm. to finish the careers of Cody Walker and Damien Cook and trying to bring home a premiership. It, it, the timing of all this disharmony is mm. just awful because yeah. I, I thought they were tapering. Perfectly South Sydney. Well, I was honestly at that point in the season, I'm sitting there going, when he, they did sign and they were going so well, I'm going, they're almost not guaranteed a premiership, but guaranteed a grand final with the squad that they have for 2024. I see who they're really going to miss next year is Harm Sello. Oh, massive. That's going to leave a massive hole for South Sydney, yeah. a bigger hole than I ever anticipated. Yeah. Have they signed any middles next year? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, the only only signing so far is yeah Jackie Whiten. Yeah, well, hey, buddy, he, he, sorry. You just, you just, uh, what I was going to say was you expect like Miley, like Talis Duncan will get more minutes. Like you'd expect those guys to to step up. Yeah. Was Severely available on the weekend? Or was he injured? Uh, I don't know. He's one that I was surprised wasn't in this side mm. for the back end of the season. But I mean, yeah, they, they lose Harm Sally, but they've got Duncan, Sally, Havili, all these guys that are ready to step up. But I think we're gonna. Realise how good Salah was when we see Rabbitohs without sure. him again. For sure. I mean, great signing for the Dragons. Huge signing. Like, so important for them. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.